GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. You think I motherfucker? I feel the need. The need for speed. It beats. We can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's LPJ. Uh, we have a very interesting special episode today. We're doing something new called the Action Replay. Uh, I've got with me a couple people. I got uh, Hovercraft Joe here. Yo. He's, you can barely hear him. He's over there on the other side of the room. Uh, but the, the main attraction, the star of this episode, is our buddy Dave. Hello. So what Dave is going to do is give a bit of a recap of a, of a film franchise in his own unique way. Uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll probably toss some questions over to him. Joe, I'm sure we'll toss some questions to him as well. <laughs> and, and we're just going to kind of see how this goes. Um, so, Dave, have you rehearsed any of this? I have not. So this kind of originated when we had like a large group of friends on a long car ride. And much to the joy of the males in the car and to the horror of the females in the car, I would explain an entire action franchise to them. You know, often with it, they have to have at least three films of the franchise, whether it's, you know, Rambo, Lethal Weapon, Lord of the Rings, or in this case, the Mad Max films. So now this has not been fact check, as we said. And so like it's just off the top of my head. So if I get anything wrong and you take issue with that, go fuck yourself. So I mean, should we just should we just go? Yeah. So so, so let's let's discuss. So the Mad Max franchise. There's four films. Four films. You've got Mad Max. Yeah. You've got. It was well in other countries it's called Mad Max Two, but in the U.S. it's called the Road Warrior. Road Warrior. Okay. Then you've got Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yep. And then you've got Mad Max Fury Road, which we've done on the episode done an episode on. You can obviously check that out, uh, and you can certainly see the the similarity. You'll be able to see the similarities and differences between. What we covered and what Dave's about to discuss. Here. Exactly. I'm more seeing it how like it affected me, you know. Um, so I guess we'll we'll just start right off with Mad Max. And the thing about Mad Max is it's definitely the one I've seen the least because it's an impressive achievement in like independent or as they would call it, Ozploitation films. Okay. <laughs> and that, that's really something they've said. And it's it's super low budget. And the thing is because they have like a recap at the beginning of the Road Warrior. If you're just a casual fan, you can kind of skip Mad Max. We're not doing that on this. I'm going to explain it to you. But it really is like if you're just like, hey, I want to watch these movies, you can kind of just jump right into The Road Warrior, but not in this case. So, okay. It's a kind of a – it's like a post-apocalyptic light in Mad Max. That's the world we're in because it's like – it's bad, but it's not like too bad. It's almost like modern-day West Virginia, you know? <laughs> right, fair yeah. enough. Like it's like it's like okay yeah things have gotten bad there's like an, an oil crisis a gas shortage all that stuff I don't think the nukes have dropped quite yet or anything so like you know things aren't great and you know there are definitely roving gangs which is one of the big issues in the movie but it's not like you know it's not like it gets in later films when it's you know shit gets bad you know so basically so max is like a highway cop and the highways are like the lawless land there's like you know max and his partner and again in one of the cases i didn't search it i can't remember his partner's name i think it might be steve-o it sounds like an australian name not gonna call him that him that much though he he comes up a little bit but <laughs> he doesn't last long exactly so beginning of the film they take out this guy called the or like the night rider who's a member of this gang the rest of his gang is pissed about it 
and they're trying to pay tribute to him. The leader of this gang is called the Toe Cutter, which in, he'll in a way kind of come up again much later, but not necessarily. Well, I'll just say it. he's it's the same actor who plays a Martin Joe, but just like, you know, like 40 years beforehand, you know, and he's got like his gang full of motorcycle guys. They've got like this one pretty boy with them and then like another guy and Max and his partner arrest this other guy and the gang again swears vengeance for that. And the gang really goes overboard. At one point, the gang, um, like, pulls it, like, you know, forces a car off the road, and there's, like, a lady and a guy, and they rape both of them, you know? Oh, they rape the guy, too. They rape the guy, too. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah, they show the guy running naked with, I, like, if I recall, I mean, maybe this is a thing put in my mind, like, his, his like, it looks like his butt's kind of messed up as he's running away <laughs> into a field, you know? <laughs> that might just be added. That's the thing about the Mad Max films, is there's... Um, there's more, like, you know, man rape than people uh, remember. Like, there's a certain amount of man rape in the Mad Max films. So, <laughs> then, like, you know, basically, I keep saying, you know, like, they actually know. They might not know. So, like, a series of events comes, they give Max, this is where Max, like, oh, the last of the V8 interceptors, which... Is in it's a the pursuit version of the Ford Falcon. Right, I initially yeah. thought it was a Mustang. Mustang. I was totally wrong. Well, because uh, traditionally though, the Ford Falcon has that pickup truck back, like an El Camino. So I can right. see why you would think it was that. And the Ford Falcon, like for thirty years, was like the most popular car in Australia. It was, and they say the reasons because yeah, because you can put your keg in the back and take it to the beach. <laughs> that's what they say. And then they say let's throw another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, all right, fair enough. They say that. So. <laughs> It was really popular, and actually, um, in like in not to give away our position, but um, in like the Detroit area, they you actually used to test some of the newer models of the Falcon, okay, and they were bizarre looking. Like they were like it looked like you took a Mustang and a Ford Ranger, and they got busy and had a weird looking baby, right? <laughs> and I kind of wanted one, so you know, so I could I could get plenty of Vegemite in the trunk. But anyway, so Max. And, like, his partner, basically, at one point, the, the the bad guys, the biker gang, the toe cutter, they ambush Max's partner, right? And kill... Well, they, that's the thing. They don't kill him. He just gets, like, freakishly deformed. And it's kind of starting a theme in the movie. So Max's partner is all freakishly deformed. And Max's like, that isn't Steve-O. Again, I'm not sure if his name's <laughs> Steve-O. But, like, that's not Steve-O. That's, you know... So, like, I, I don't... The partner might die by the end of the movie. But, like, at that point, he's like, yo, yeah, that crippled, deformed guy, that's not him, you know? And which seems kind of harsh, because maybe he could have a long road to recovery, but it looks like Max was not in that, you know, not going to help him with that. So then Max and his wife go on a vacation, like, and, like, there's a getting out of town, and, but the biker gang follows him. And then they run over, Ma at one point Max isn't there, and they run over Max's wife, and her, and it, while she's holding their baby, and, like, they run her down. But here's the thing, if you were just to watch, like, the recap in the, um, the Road Warrior... You'd say, oh, they killed Max's wife and his kid. The kid definitely died. The wife totally survived. Again, Max is not down for physical therapy. By the end of the film, she's still alive, and he just leaves her. Like, because, you know, oh, well, I guess she's got to get better, you know? I forgot so, about that part. Yeah, she's totally alive still. So that's the one thing I would say, like, it's kind of good they kind of did a, a retcon in the Road Warriors say, yeah, she's dead too, you know? So then Max is like, oh, shit. And, like, you know, so he goes basically, he goes after the entire gang um, the, the toe cutter ends up getting, like, smashed by a semi. Max, at one point, gets shot in the leg, and that's why in the later movies he has that rig on his knee. Oh, the, uh, the Steve Austin. Uh, yeah, exactly, the bionic redneck. Sure. Yeah. 
And also at one point, like he like sets up this whole thing where a guy's like, he chains a guy to the car and puts like a lighter in one hand. And then like, you know, like the gas is like, oh, if you saw off your arm, you can leave. But then you hear the explosion. So the guy didn't get away. (laughs) And then Max just drives away into the wasteland, which again, living wife dealing with the trauma of their dead child. And she's like, you know, also probably a little disfigured, you know, some road rash, stuff like that. But Max is like, nope, I'm out, you know? So... That is Mad Max. So, like I said, it's, an, it's definitely an interesting, like, you know, movie. It's, it's good, but, I, I like I said, like, for a casual fan, I don't know if you'd need to watch that. If, you know, if you're just like, you know, you could jump right into the Road Warrior. And, and looking at it, like, as I remember watching it, I have never seen a good quality copy of it. Yeah. It just doesn't it, exist. It, well, there is finally one. I mean, it's still, it still look. I mean, because the thing is, it was on film, and, like, there is a blue right now, and it is, it is, it's better but yeah, it's still it just it has that look like this was shot on low quality film. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely it's an independent movie. It looks it looks like one of those like seventies horror movies, like you know that like the the really violent ones. Like how the hell did they get away with this? Was sure. there no ratings for it back then? You know that I mean not that it's that I mean it's, it's violent, but not that violent. Just like the stock of the film. Yeah, it's you know? not great. Looking. Yeah, so which leads us to the Road Warrior. So it was a hit, definitely for an independent film. It was a big hit. And but it wasn't so much of an international hit that people knew what it was in the U.S. So other countries, Mad Max 2, U.S., The Road Warrior, you know. Right. And this is when things get nuts because The Road. Okay, well, first of all, my personal story, The Road Warrior, I even though it's a radar movie, I probably saw it the first time I was like four or five. Yeah, I was pretty young when I saw it, too. Yeah, my dad loved it. And there's really I mean, it's violent. And there's a, a little bit of nudity throughout the telescope, but not. Oh much. yeah. Yeah, because when he's watching. Okay, so um, and I'll I'll get to that part. So, Mad Max. It starts with a recap, like you know, oh things got bad, the apocalypse, oh oil ran out, and then, you know, oh and his and then there was Max and the, you know arose the war, the warrior Max and you know oh and his wife and his kid got killed and all that. So anyway. Basically, it starts with Max like trying to race against you know like the, you know the scavengers. It's a different type of like biker slash car gang, you know. And this is when we first see Wes, who is played by Vernon Wells, looks very different than when he plays the villain in Commando, which you guys did on the podcast. Yeah, although possibly wearing the same chainmail. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> He's got some more hot like football pads. This right, one, right. Which I don't know where the hell he got football pads in Australia, you know? Yeah. Because they don't wear pads for rugby. No, they certainly don't. Yeah. So I don't know where he got those, you know? I mean, so, yeah, so that's where I mean, he looks very different. Also, I met him once, funny guy, signed. I got a road or a road picture for myself, and he signed it, You Can Run But You Can't Hide, Wes slash Vernon Wells. And um, then he signed the one I got for my friend, which was a commando let off some steam, Bennett, Vernon Wells. That's pretty yeah. awesome. And he was a very nice guy. Um, here's the thing. Also, Wes on the back has who they call the Golden Youth, which is his prison bitch. It's a... Oh. Yes, it is, which I didn't understand as a child, but when I understood, it's like, that's funny. So again, that's where the man rape comes in. I mean, I think it's he's basically, like, you know, if it were consensual, he wouldn't have to have him on a chain collar, I feel like. I would imagine you know? probably not. Yeah, if it was 100% consensual, you don't need a chain collar. Usually. Yeah, exactly. Usually. Unless I mean, it's, like, really consensual. Yeah, like, really consensual. Right. Like, you know, yeah. So, they call him the Golden Youth, and and also, he's wearing, like, a leather vest with, like, the boobs cut out. But again, it's a man. Sure. So, yeah. So, he's, like, his pecs. So, anyway. And, so, yeah, he's on the back of Wes's bike, and... 
they're racing down Max, trying to get Max's car. Max pulls out a shotgun and points it at him, and all they've got, all they've got is like, you know, the guy's got like a wrist. Um, Wes has like a wrist crossbow, right. and you know, those things, you know, they might look really powerful, like when Buffy has one and such, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but right. they're really not very powerful. So it's like getting hit with a dart. Exactly. Right. So then. They like Max stops at this one. It's like a tanker, and like they're both kind of trying to get this tanker too, and gets a little bit of gas out of it, but not much. And then finds a dead body, and the dead body out of his hand falls a little like old-fashioned crank music box. Yeah, and I think it plays Happy Birthday. I can't I think remember. You're, no, I yeah, think you're right. I think it is Happy Birthday. Yeah. And which I wonder if they had to pay for back then. You know, you don't, you don't have to pay for that anymore. Yeah, I was real excited because I yeah. I was gonna you know start sticking it at the end of every single one. Of exactly. Our you know. Right. Yeah. Just to really, really stick it to the man. Yeah. I mean, so, like, take that, Warner Music. So, anyway, then, you know, Max, go, Max uh, he, you know, he drives along. He's got his dog with him. And he also, like, at certain points, he, he eats dog food and gives a little bit of dog food to the, uh, you know, the dog. Sure. So, he pulls over. He sees, like, a broke. he sees, like, a little, like, broken down, like, chopper. Like, a little tiny helicopter. And... He's like, oh, okay, maybe there's some gas in this. So he walks up, boom, and there's like a snake on it, though. He has to get the snake off. So he's really fast, grabs the snake, and throws it. Um, He – actually, I think he kills it, too. Yeah, he killed because the dog kills it, yeah. Because they're going to eat it later. Yeah, because they eat it later, right. yeah. And then out of a hole with a bigger crossbow pops the gyro captain. Yep. And the gyro captain is an actor who you – he pops up in everything. He's sure. in Lord of the Rings. He's in – um. He's on that Legend of the Seeker show. I'm, I'm forgetting his name right now. Bruce, but he's, uh, yeah, Bruce Spence. Bruce That's Spence, it, Bruce Spence. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. And um, he's in Star Wars. He plays one of the creepy guys that hangs around with Palpatine in, like, the terrible prequels. Yes. Yeah. And um, so anyway, the gyro captain's like, oh, never seen anyone get past the snakes before. You oh, my God. Fat. Is the gyro captain here right he now? Is. He is. Oh, my God. I mean, I'd say he's been in a lot of stuff. But he's sure. not, like, the star. So we could afford getting him here. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being you know? here, Bruce. Exactly. We just basically offered him, like, a hundred bucks, and Joe would rub his back, you know? Oh. And what? It's a long plane ride from Australia. Right, He's probably sore. Anyway, um, so then, like, like basically, he's like, oh, I want, you know, he's like, yo, he's trying to steal Max's car. And then he's like, Max goes to, like, you know, basically, he's like, oh, I think a smart guy like you might have this booby trapped. So he's like... Okay, and he goes, he turns off the booby trap, but he's also a knife by booby trap. He's like, oh, I think a guy like you might have a weapon down there. So then he thinks he's got Max beat, but then as he starts to open the door, the dog jumps out and takes him down, like knocks him out. He's on the ground, he's like, the dog's fighting him. So Max is, you know, he's thinking about killing him. He's like, oh, I know where there's, I know there's gasoline. They, they, they pronounce gasoline, gasoline in Australia. And there's like, oh, I know, there's more than you could ever need, and blah, blah, blah. So Max is like, okay, show me, you know. Um, oh, okay, oh, I forgot a weird thing. So in the first Mad Max movie, Mel Gibson's 21 years old when they made that. Yeah, he was young. It, yeah, it was, and so in this one, he's probably like 23 or 24. Yeah, like, yeah probably, because it, yeah. it wasn't that far after. No, yeah, so it's like, I mean, it's like, this is like, it's weird, because he's playing like this withered, like, you know, this veteran cop, you know. Yep. And yeah, so it's like, it's really, you know, he's definitely, you know, Anyway, so that's just a weird fact. So anyway, he and the gyro captain are driving, and he's got this whole rigged up, this rig up where 
there's his shotgun and, and with a wire attached to it, and the wire is in the dog's mouth and a chew toy. And so the dog, if, if the gyro captain is all taped up, if he moves, the dog will blow his head off, right? <laughs> and which is kind of awesome. And so, and then at one point, the dog sees a rabbit like running out, and the, the gyro captain's like, rrr, rrr, you know. <laughs> I just put my hands up and waved him because he's got his hands taped up so people can't see that. Um, it's, it's, it's not a visual medium. No, not, yeah. not this one. We might take pictures. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then they take him to this kind of ridge overlooking the, um, the basically the refinery where all these people are making, you know, or turning oil into gasoline or gasoline. Because it, it was an old, it was an oil like that pump. That they yeah, exactly. Pumping right out of the ground. Yeah. And so there's the derricks and all that stuff. And... So around, but like surrounded by it, there is just the Wes's biker gang led by the Lord Humongous have, have completely, they have it a place under siege, you know, which to me, it would make more sense. If they tried to get like a little bit of gas every once in a while, you know, but anyway, so they have it under siege. And the thing is like the people are like, you, you, so Max, like first he's looking through like a little like binoculars that he has like watching but then the gyro captain pulls out like an old timey telescope, you know, like you would have it like, you know, like you, if you were like a sea captain and, and he's like looking and then Mad, Max just takes that from him, you know, and so he's, uh, you know, they're looking and also they see someone like trying to get out, like make it past the, you know, the barricades of like, you know, the siege and those person gets stopped and the guy gets, the guy gets his like head caved in by, you know, and then the girl gets raped and then killed and um a lot of rape in this that's the thing there's a rape and then also like when the gyro captain first grabs it he's like oh boobies but then he's like sees what they're doing <laughs> to her and he's like oh he's like yeah boobies yeah. he's like oh you see it on his face like it's, that's how it shows you that gyro captain actually is not a terrible guy when he actually he feels bad when something horrible happens to right. someone yeah so then it's like they're like you know he's like trying to figure out like how he gets in there and he is like, you know, he decides, you know, okay, just gonna make a run for it. So he, uh, he like, he's like, and he leaves the gyro captain. Oh, at this point, the gyro captain realizes that the shotgun was unloaded the whole time because Max doesn't have any shells, you uh. know. And he's like, that's a dirty trick, you know. He's like, I thought we were partners, you know. And Max leaves him. So then, um. Max, like, you know, he makes it through into the, um, into the, you know, the, the refinery. He's like, cause what he does, actually what he does first is he stops and he, he gets the guy who like the, the two people who tried to get away, the one guy's still chained up. He's got, he's pretty beat up and such. Max takes a pair of bolt cutters and knocks the guy who's guarding him out, grabs the guy so he can that way use him as a way to get into the refinery. Yeah, as leverage. You know, so as leverage. Yeah. They're like, Hey, I have one of your people. So he gets through. And, like, basically has to race through, like, the bad guys. And they're, like, you know, and it's, like, he, his car gets a little bit messed up, like, you know, and, but he gets in, right? And at this time, there's also an attack. And, like, then, like, you know, but they fight it off. They have these big, like, because they have gas, they have these big flamethrowers. And they're shooting them on the guys. And lots of, there's not a lot of, ton, there's not a ton of, because, like, you know, not the production, not a ton of, like, traditional guns and such. There's a right. few, but it's a lot of bow and arrows and things like that. They dump hot oil on at one point. Yeah, there's hot oil. There's, like, anything you could get from oil or gas sure. they use as, like, a weapon. So then 
They get inside, and most people are immediately suspicious of him. They think he's like no, either he's one of the bad guys or he's no better than them. Because he's kind of like you. Because know, that's what he's like. I just came for the gasoline. He's like this guy here, you know, the guy who's kind of dying. He promised me gasoline. He's like, well, then that guy dies, and the leader of the place, whose name I can't remember, they not they don't really say people's names that much in the movie. Like you basically, I don't think they ever even say Wes's name. You just find that out afterwards. Yeah, like, it's like it's in the credits. You like find out. yeah, it's like there's Lord Humongous. You know Lord Humongous. You know yeah. Max, and like I don't think everyone else almost described as like the Giro Captain. Yeah, or, I said Giro, Giro. Like they they spell it like Giro too, by the way. The Gyro, yeah, Gyro. Captain, the um, and, or like the Feral Kid, and so he gets in, and they actually were holding him prisoner at first, and but then like. And so there's an attack, and then at, while he's prisoner, he meets the feral kid, who is a kid who's gone feral. feral you know, yeah. feral. Fer, I say feral. I think I've heard it both ways. It's feral. Feral. Yeah. Okay. I, like Will Feral. Exactly. Okay. No, I've I heard it both ways. So he's probably pretty feral. funny too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And um, so the feral kid is like you know, he's this little kid who's gone crazy, but he also has like a steel boom, like a razor sharp steel boomerang. And he's in a special glove too. Yeah, he's got a special glove to catch it. You right. know. And at one point, Max gives him the little music box, plays the music box for him. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. And then Max gives it to the kid. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. He really likes it. He's happy. Right. You know? That was the happy noise. Yeah, that was the happy <laughs> noise. Yeah. And he also, there's like a lady there, a lady warrior who doesn't like Max and doesn't trust him. And there's a, their mechanic, or their black thumb, as they call it, in the right. Mad Max world. He, um, he doesn't, he, his legs don't work. So he's like on like a bungee type system, yep. you know? And so, like, you know, they're basically, like, so then they're talking, like, how, you know, we're, we're not going to get out of here alive. Oh, my gosh. He's, you know, and also at this point, like, the Lord Humongous gives a speech, you know, it's like, and the Lord Humongous is this giant muscle-bound guy, and he's wearing, he's got, like, a messed up back of his head, almost like Jason Voorhees, and also, like, Jason Voorhees has a ski mask, but his, or hockey mask, hockey mask, but, yeah, hockey mask, but his is made of metal, you know? Yes. And, like, no. yeah, and he's like, just walk away. No one has to die. Just walk away. He, he's got kind of a weird, like, Eastern European accent almost, right. you know? And um, he's he's also in, like, a leather Speedo. There's a certain S&M quality to the movie, There's too. There's a lot of S&M qualities yeah. in this movie. Besides the overt, like, you know, man c- carrying his lover around on a leash, there you know? That. There's, like, just other kind of, like, you know, like, the, great, the Lord Humongous is in, like, a leather Speedo with, like, you know, straps that go across his chest. And yeah, it's a it's a weird look, and that's what a lot of the people in the gang. There's certain people like you know, there's some guys dressed up like the leather man from the village people, yeah. And like you know, I think that's also maybe kind of like kind of like one of the things that makes the siege so scary is the constant threat of man rape. There is that, you know, yeah. like it's like that's I feel like because that's that's a, that's like a that's a primal fear. Sure. It's like you know, like oh you know you don't want to go to prison because of you know yeah, which is kind which is pretty messed up. But anyway. So, <laughs> anyway, that like so, he, like Lord Monkey's giving the speech, and we're like, "Oh, we should negotiate with him. We'll never get out alive. Oh no, we gotta go." And then all of a sudden, they're all like, "You know," then Max just whistles. He's like, "You want to get out of here? Talk to me." You know, he's like, "I seen that. You know, I saw a tanker not not ten miles from here. You know, all I need is like, you know, give me the gasoline and all the gasoline I can carry and all that." And he's like, "And I'll get it for you." And they're and they don't know if they're gonna let him. And then. Like, okay, we'll do it. And, oh, also, during this point is when the, um, so the guy, in, before he, I, I kind of skipped over, Lord Humongous has a hype man. Yes. He's the guy who wears a bunch of fur. 
So he's kind of like the original Flavor Flav. And, but he's just like this little fat Australian guy. And he's like, and he introduces Humongous as, you know, like, you know, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll, which is something that Chris Jericho later took, right. you know. And like, you own the Lord Humongous. And then, while like all this is going on, the Feral Kids has a way he sneaks out and he throws his boomerang. And first, the guy, I can't remember which is first, which is second, but the hype man tries to catch it and cuts all his fingers yeah. off. And everyone laughs at him, right? Furio Kid catches it. Furio Kid throws it again, and it hits the golden child, Wes's manslave, and it hits him right in the forehead and kills him. And Wes freaks out, you know? And he, like, goes, and he's, like, and he's trying to go. He's like, no, we go now. But then um, the Lord Humongous puts him in a chokehold. He's like, no, we wait, you know? He's like, soon my dog of war, you know? Right. He calls him my dog of war. And actually later, so later, Wes is actually on... A ch- like on a chain, you know, for the Lord of Humongous. So I don't know what that implies about their relationship. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and I would just like to say, it's totally cool if it's consensual, you know? If, if they're post-apocalyptic raiders in a, is a, yo, hey, I support their choice, you know? Right. So, yeah, but just like, you know, if it's, you know, if it's if it's not, then, you know, that that's iffy. So anyway, <laughs> so Max sneaks out and... Gets like you know um, you know he goes and he gets the gas, gets the gasoline, all that stuff. He 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 starts he driving. Tanker, right? Yeah, he gets the tanker. Right. And he, he he's driving the tanker back, and again they try to stop him. Like they really shoot it and like shoot it up, and they're like, oh, you know, like you know, he, he gets back and like, yeah, we can fix it. And they're like, okay, and now well, we want you to drive the tanker to get away for us, you know. And he's like, that's not the deal. You know, he's like. I just, I, you know, they, he's, this is the thing. One of the main themes of the Mad Max films is Max is not a hero. No. He doesn't, he's like, he's a survivor. And he, then he's like, okay, he drives off. Well, while he's driving off, Wes and the other guys, they come and they, they, they get his car and they, they knock, they basically, they drive his car off the road. They, you know, he's all messed up, but kind of crawls away from the crash. Wes kills, I think it was Wes or maybe one of the other guys kills Max's dog um, and, but the car explodes and it kills a bunch of the other bad guys right. and they're like, okay, well he couldn't survive that. So they leave. Then though, Max is survived. It has survived. He just messed up. The gyro captain comes and you see him. It's kind of like from, it's a POV shot of like him, like, you know, going in and out of consciousness and the gyro captain's like, I've got you partner <laughs> and takes him back to the compound and, you know, they, they, he's like, and now Max is like, okay, I'll drive it now. And they're like, well, you can barely walk. And he's like, oh, I can drive. So, and at one point someone has given Max some actual shotgun shells for his shotgun. And so it's like, okay, we're going to drive. So they load out, they load everything up, they put the gas, everything. And there's buses going one way and tankers and pursuit, like pursuit, like support, uh, like going in another direction. So like most of the, civil, you know, the, the people, the civilians, are like okay, they're going this way, and then the tankers going the other way. So you know they don't actually, you know the the gang doesn't really, the you know the biker gang, like you know the the you can almost call them ravagers. You know yeah. they they don't necessarily care about the people. They just want the gas, so they follow the gas. And then it's like yo, know, okay, they're trying to get the gas, and like you know they're defending, and like you know pretty much it gets to the point where like you know. Everyone but Ma- I mean, you know, long story short, everyone but Max gets killed. Who's like, yo, drive? Who's either like on the tanker, like yo, is like defending it, including the warrior woman, like the head of the group. Like everyone gets killed, and the Lord Humongous and Wes are on the way, and um, 
then so at one point wes is really like on top of the tanker trying to get max and max tries to shoot him with a shotgun the shells are bad they're they've gone you know they're bad yeah. and they just like they 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 you know fizzle out, fizzle out. Yeah. yeah but then through the help of him and the feral kid they basically fight off wes and he ends up on the front of the semi yeah. you know the tanker while it's running into the lord humongous's car boom everything gets hit only Max and the, fer- and the feral kid walk away, right. you know? And then you see, it's like, wait a minute, shouldn't that have exploded? And no, because the tanker had been filled with sand. There's a decoy in the buses with the people were all of the barrels. And also, oh, the, the gyro captain also survived because he was, he was with them too. And throwing, um, like th- he like threw a snake on like the bad yeah. guys at one point. He was and throwing like, stuff out. Yeah. He gets shot down, but his, it still works. It just only drives, you know, like his, right. his little helicopter thing. So he takes the feral kid, the feral kid. I keep saying feral, but feral kid meets up with the people, and then they take, you know, they take him to. They, 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 the people are trying to get away, like the coast. They think it's like a mythical, like you know, like you know, like oh, like it's got, you know, it's beautiful on the coast. We're trying to get away, and it's, it's nice there. It's not like it is in the wastelands, which you know. Based on what we've seen in other Mad Max films, it's probably not the case. Right. You know, it's probably bad there, too, but you never know. I mean, so they get away and all that. Also, to just go back, uh, the gyro captain was kind of sweet on this one girl, which I think maybe in the next movie might be the mother of his child, but I don't know. Okay. So, okay, so that leads us to Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. So, kind of an interesting backstory behind this one. George Miller, the you know the genius behind the Mad Max films, wanted to make a post-apocalyptic version of Lord of the Flies, and studios like, hmm, okay, but Mad Max has to be in it. So it's like, oh, okay, how do you get Mad Max into a story about a bunch of children who are get you'll know, get left on an island, you know? And the answer is, nah. Then you just have a bit of the children, not a lot of Mad Max, right. you know? So starting out, Max. His, his car has been turned, his the V8 Interceptor has been turned into a camel-drawn carriage, right? With a monkey inside. And he gets knocked off of it by the gyro captain, who, here's the thing. In this film, they never acknowledge that they know each other. It's weird. It is very It's strange. really weird. The gyro captain's got a kid. They both wear... What they call them like pith hats. The, yeah. The, yeah, the old yeah pith P- hats. Pith the, helmets. Yeah, pith helmets. And he just started wearing those. And it's not it's not even a gyro. It's a little, it's a plane this time. And so and then they drop the gyro captain out of the plane. On they knock Mad Max off. They drop gyro captain out of the plane onto the carriage, and he drives it away and steals all Max's stuff. And they'll meet again later. But again, no acknowledgement that they know each other. It's really kind of strange. And so then Mad Max goes into barter town right which is the town that like he basically wants his shit back and he goes into like the guy who's kind of like you know who's like kind of like you know the law lo- who logs all the stuff weird thing about the guy like because i was at this is one i watched most recently and so the guy who is like you know like the bald fat guy who like keeps track of all stuff being bartered he played pontius pilot and ben-hur <laughs> yeah <laughs> So went from you know the most decorated movie. You know, it's it's tied with Titanic for most Oscars, but Titanic won an award that didn't exist when uh, right. Ben Hur was around. So it's the the most Oscar-winning movie ever. Pivotal role in the film, and now he's playing a fat guy with an open like he, I think it's like open leather vest. Yeah, you know, and yeah. So he's like, 
you know, he, Max, he's like, well, you know, he sees how fast Max is. And like, you know, he's like, well, are you willing to work? He's like, yeah. And Max like agrees. And he's like, okay, so we might have a job for you. And then like, okay, well, no weapons. And this leads like, was often people say, because this, this movie is not as well loved as the other ones. No, it's the, definitely the, not. Yeah, it's it's got some weirdness to it. And, um, but the, this is a scene that everyone loves from this movie. Oh, it's been copied a million times. Yeah. Max is taking all of his weapons out and just weapon, 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 weapon. This putting them all like, you know, like it's just everywhere. Like in everything you can imagine, even, it even was kind of copied by Mel Gibson himself. Cause he pulls like something out of his hair and like in Braveheart, yeah. he pulls the horn out of his hair just so he can stab the English guy. So, um, yeah, that's like, that's this one part of the movie that everyone loves is the weapon scene. But, and that's about where it ends. But anyway, what everyone loves. I mean, it's still, I enjoy it as like this, insane weird movie it is so insane like yeah and it's it it feels cobbled together yeah and it was yeah but yeah it is bizarre because i mean they're one of the biggest problems with it is it's a mad max film and at no point does anyone drive a fucking car at least yeah. max doesn't i mean i think when the bad guys are chasing him they drive some like car type stuff but like it's but like essentially ma- there's no no chasing. Yeah, there's no. I mean, there's like. I mean, there's a scene at the end where they're in like the fucking train. Right. Then they're and they're trying to transfer from a train to a plane. And but anyway, we'll get to that. So Max goes up and he meets Tina Turner, all decked out. Yeah. And we should mention Tina Turner's in this. Yeah, Tina Turner like, is in this in acting role. Yeah, this was after her big '80s comeback with you know, um, Free Way of Love. She yeah. sings that right, and then uh, Simply the Best and all that stuff, right? So. She is playing anti-eternity. Right. And she has basically, she's like, I was nothing before that. This is my, this is my Tina Turner voice. I was nothing before this. But then, you know, I started this town. But they have a problem. See, so she started this town. But the guy who powers the town, his name is Master. And he is a little person who is some sort of, like, genius where he, he gets, he gets methane from pig shit and powers the whole town but not so much of a genius that he can talk coherently. Right, right. So, yeah, it's very odd. And who apparently was also a very famous little person actor. He was, yes. Yeah, he was in going back to Freaks, the Todd Browning film that got banned because it was so crazy. Todd Browning was the guy who directed Dracula. Okay. And he made a film called Freaks and he used real carnival freaks. And oh, it was okay. so disturbing that it was like banned in a lot of places. Fair enough. And so, yeah, and that it came out in like 32 or something. So, right. And this movie's 87. And it was his last film. And I guess he was mostly blind when they made this movie. And so anyways, they show him. It's He's master. And he rides atop of a large, large man with a big helmet. Big and metal that's, helmet. Big metal helmet. And that's Blaster. And so he's the brains and the other guy's the, the muscle. And so he, every time Anti-Eternity pisses him off at all, he'll cut off the power. He calls and Embargo. Yeah. If embargo. Who run? And he doesn't say who runs. He's like, who run Barter Town? Who? And, he's, and she, he makes her say, you do. So Max goes in and he's like, well, first they, they test Max to see if like, you know, like they basically, they, a couple guys try to kill Max, but then he takes like a fruit platter, throws it at him, knocks him down. Right. You know, and so then he agrees to the deal. So first he wants to scope it out. So he goes and pretends like he's working in What was the, the deal? The deal was kill kill him and we'll give you anything you want. Kill, like, kill Blaster. Give you your stuff back. Blaster, we'll yeah, your kill stuff. Master and Blaster. Yeah, we'll give you your car back. We'll give you, you know. And the whole time he's like, that's mine. That's mine, you know. And then they sell his camels, you know. So, like, okay, like, they send him to, like, work down in the factory. 
And Max, for such an unfriendly person, Max's skill at gaining people, friends, immediately comes up again. Oh, yeah. Like, totally does. Yeah. And so, like, this guy who's like, oh, I've been sentenced here. I'm a lifer, you know? And he's like, yo, becomes friends with Max. And so then Max basically, like, you know, figures out the whole deal with Master and Blaster, but then calls them out when, like, there was a party going on. And he stops him. He's like, that's my car. Because Master had bought Max's car as riding around that. And he's like, and it basically, it's a, it's basically his way of challenging him. And then like, like an anti-attorney is like, okay, how do we settle this in Thunderdome? You know? Right. And Thunderdome is just a big, almost like, I remember playing Thunderdome in those, like, remember like the big, like, you know, like half oval, like, I mean, like half circles that like, you would yeah, play on the playground. Giant, it's a giant metallic half sphere. Covered exactly. With chain link fence. Exactly. And it's huge. It's probably, I would say 50 to 60 feet tall. Yeah. And there's some spikes. Yep. And there's weapons hanging from the ceiling, and there's also a hype man saying explaining everything. He's a really creepy hype man too. Super creepy. Yeah. And um, like he's the kind of guy that might lock Joe in that room with a locking door that he has at this house we're renting. Yes. So, anyways, it's got it's got a lock on the outside. It's a really weird room. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> we so like he like they they also put them on bungee so they can jump up. And get weapons, right? Yeah, so the weapons are hanging from the top of the dome. Yes. The combatants are on, like, a bungee cord. Yeah. And they can jump down and then jump up and grab weapons and then yeah. attack each other, you know, kind of like like a bungee, bungee yeah. fight. Yeah, which, I mean, so, and then basically, like, you know, also, at one point, I'm, this is crucial, I'm, I miss this, Max realizes that Blaster has very sensitive hearing. Yes. So Max, at one point, he has a dog whistle. And when and so like at one point when he was scoping things out when he blew it he realized that I don't know and I don't know why he had this intuition like hey maybe I blow his whistle hurt this guy's ears so maybe it was just the big helmet he thought was protecting him from I don't know so no Max, I think somebody else had picked it up and was blowing it okay and he could see that blaster was yeah like he was he was definitely like so he has that kind of in his pocket and anyway um. They, so, like, you know, they kind of announced, like, okay, two men enter, one man leaves. That's the, that's the you know, the tagline. Uh, the gyro captain's in the audience, again, doesn't realize. It's like, hey, that's that guy I had a bunch of adventures with, you know? Yeah, no acknowledgement. Yeah. And um, so then they start fighting. And things at first aren't going very well for Max. You know, uh, Bla- you know Blaster's messing him up. And then, you know, then eventually, like, you know, Blaster gets a first weapons, misses Max. It's a big, a, big ass hammer, right? Yeah, there's a big ass hammer. Um, a chainsaw. Yeah, a chain. Well, one of the things Max gets is a. It's called a, naginta. It's a. It's a, a Chinese weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's basically like a pole with a big. Uh, it's like almost like a sword on the end. It's like yeah. a half sword, half spear. Yeah. And it's um. I remember because there was that episode of the League where Taco's running around with it and he's got one and it's like you know it's, it's like that's dangerous you know. Right. So yeah. Anyway. Um. So they um they're fighting at one point Max chainsaw but it runs out of gas like at first like Blaster's running away from him, like oh and but then um it runs out of gas right away so then Blaster starts chasing him so it's like a kind of comic fight a little comical then at one and also at one, Max has dropped the whistle so he keeps trying to get to the whistle and also at certain points both of their like bungees get cut then Max gets the whistle and he starts blowing it and. It, so then he grabs the hammer and just starts beating the crap out of Blaster. Because Blaster falls to the ground. Yeah, Blaster falls to the ground. Him. He can't stand the noise. Right. And Max is about to take him out, but he knocks the helmet off. 
and then you see that Blaster is a man with Down syndrome, and Max automatically feels terrible, you sure. know? And, like, and then Master comes out, he's like, oh, no, don't, no kill, no kill. He's like, he, you know, can't you see, he's, he's just a child, you know, and all that. And, like, you know, so Max isn't going to kill him. And he's like, he screams up to anti-eternity. He's like, this wasn't part of the deal. And Master's like, deal? You know? And so, like, you know, they're like, well, no, this is two men after one man leaves. So then, um, kind of the, all, not, like, just a really small guy who I guess was, he's in anti-eternity's, uh, anti-eternity's, um, her, like, one of her henchmen, like, I guess he was, like, a, in, like, the lead singer of some, like, Australian punk band or something. Okay. But he's not technically, he's not small enough to be a little person, but he's just a really short little guy. Right. And he shoots, um, he shoots Master with a crossbow and kills yeah. him, you know? Which, again, crossbows, very popular, I guess. Yeah. Well, he, kill, he shoots both of them. Yeah, he shoots, yeah. He kills Master and Blaster. Yeah. Well, no, no, he doesn't kill. He doesn't kill Master. Master survives. They, oh, they just keep, they, yeah, they can't just right. blaster. Yeah, blast. Master gets like they they tort, kind of torture him and dip him in the pig. That's right. Over there, try to make him work, you know. And um, so like then and like basically like there's like okay, you broke the deal, Max. You know, like you, you have to spin the wheel. And also, Tina Turner keeps calling him Raggedy Man. Yes. You know, spin the wheel, Raggedy Man. You know, and the. What ends up is basically like exile. They put him on a horse backwards with a comical like Disney or Chuck E. Cheese type character mask yes. on his head and send him out into the desert on a horse. And eventually the horse dies and falls over and Max still, you know, still like tied up. Like, you know, but luckily for him, the guy who was his immediate best friend sends the monkey that Max used to have out into the desert after him who can track Max down and gives Max water, you know? And, but then Max passes out and is found by this, this, like, teenage girl. And she brings him back to kind of an oasis in the desert. And that's where we find this giant group of children. This is where the Lord <laughs> of the Flies act. This is where George Miller in. finally gets to make his Lord of the Flies. Exactly. Movie. Yeah. And the kids are, like, they've all assumed, like, there's, like, a witch doctor kid. There's a leader of the kid. They've... Some of the kids got like it, it kind of like they don't really like there's like pregnant girl. It's like okay, some of these kids are getting older, you know. And so the idea was so they explained all to Max that they were taken when things when the shit started to hit the fan. They were taken by like this captain was like trying to like he was trying to get the kids out and brought the kids and their parents on a plane and was trying to take them someplace good. Plane crashed, right? Then. All the parents felt it would be a good idea. The surviving parents said, you know what? All the adults are going to leave these kids to fend for themselves. Yeah, there's some older kids here. There's also some really young kids there, you know? And to the point where, like, I think with how far, like, they've gone in their mythology and everything, they had to have been there for, like, a decade. So, like, the oldest of these, oldest of these kids was probably, like, seven when, like, you know, they got left by which, all the adults. Which, based on the age of all these kids, clearly... Kids were having kids. Yeah, kids were having babies having babies. Yeah. You know? Like, right away. Yeah. So, then, like, they've got, like, this whole mythology built around the captain who's supposed to come back, and they think Mel Gibson's the captain. They think he looks like the captain. And he keeps telling them, no, I'm, I'm not your guy, you know? I'm not... He, that's one of his things. Like, you know, he tells people, like, you know, that he's he's not a hero. I'm not your guy. But eventually, you know, they kind of, like, you know, like, through different things, they kind of win him over. He's like, well, the only way to get them anywhere safe is to get go back to Bartertown and then 
maybe like get with you know get with them and then maybe find a way to get get them somewhere better you know which again in this world there's still kind of the hope there's somewhere better right you know but as we see in the later films there really isn't you know but what was so bad about being in the oasis that's the thing that's the biggest thing it's like okay the oasis seems kind of nice it's, you know it wasn't that bad yeah it's like i don't get it it's like yeah there's like you know i mean you know the older kids are, you know they hunt they could hunt and fish and all that stuff and there's seemed to find it seemed nicer than barter town way nicer than Barter yeah. Town. Like, Buttertown was, like, you know, really, it was, it's a whole place price. I mean, have you ever been by, a, like, a pig rendering plant? It smells I, terrible. I cannot tell you. Uh, no, I have not. Like, I mean, I haven't been, like, in one, but, like, I've been within, like, a mile of one, and it smells fucking terrible. Where was this at? It was in some town. I don't know. I, I went to Colorado once, you know, like, okay, you know. Okay, fair enough. Think, uh, smells travel in Colorado, you know? We'll leave that at that. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, they go back. And again, they meet up the gyro captain, still doesn't recognize Max, and he get kind of, but he agrees to help them. They get, like, you know, they, you know, basically go and, like, you know, get on this train car and start heading out, and, like, they, they, they go to a plane. This, I, I, I said this is one I watched most recently. I only watched half of it most recently. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I've seen, like, so then eventually, it's just basically the bad guys are chasing them, and they're trying to get to a plane, and the plane takes off with everyone but Max, and you think Tina Turner's going to kill him. They fight off a bunch of bad guys. It's a similar chase to the, the Road Warrior, yeah. but with a train instead. Right. And also, they that's the thing, oh, they they, they free Blaster, or Master, from the pig, the pig shit pits. Yep. And I think that the guy who was Max's friend gets freed, too. And... They leave everyone, everyone gets away but Max, because I think he purposely stays because there is, it, the, the plane can't take the weight. Right. And you think uh, that Tia Turner is going to kill him. She doesn't. She calls him Raggedy Man and says something else, then she leaves. He's that. So here's the bonus that you won't get by just watching the movies. I read the comic books that take place between Thunderdome and... Um, uh, Fury Road. Good. I wanted to talk about this. And how he gets his car back. Yeah, because we mentioned yeah. that in the Fury Road episode where we hadn't read the comics. I yeah. just know that that was in there. Yeah. It's it's, it's really, it's like, okay, it's a twofold thing. One is he goes to another town that has a Thunderdome. And basically he enters a tournament to win an engine that conveniently fits inside of his, the last of the V8 Interceptors. Right. Because he has the car back, and so he, he comes in with it on, I think at this point it might not, might not be camels, it might be horses now that's drawing it. So he goes in, and he wins at Thunderdome. And I think he beats a couple guys and kills them, and then that, that and then the other thing in the story is like he tries to help some people, and but they get killed, and that's where it, you, it, the flashback scene yes. you see in Fury Road with the Aboriginal guy yep. and the little girl, those are two people he tries to help, and they are actually killed by like those like porcupine guys who he's trying to race away from, like near the, near the beginning of the movie, and the guys yes, in the, yes, the valley. Yes. They're killed by people like that, like with the cars that have like the craziness. Got so it. yeah, so here we go, Fury Road. What like over twenty years? Yeah, over was, twenty yeah, years it was from 20 years. you know, and because they tried to get it off the road, uh, then, and they tried to get it off it the ground several years. times. Yeah. So at one point, because it's no longer Mel Gibson, not necessarily because of Mel Gibson's issues. Sure. It was just because he got felt like he was too old. Because when they were first starting to make it in like the early 2000s, it was being Mel Gibson. It was yep. being Tunisia. Then there was an issue yeah. with there was George Miller sued him. George Miller's got yeah there with the, with the rights and all that stuff. There was the um at one point they felt Tunisia was too close to Iraq during the Iraq War. Yeah. 
Um, there was like a sandstorm that gets there was like there was a lot of different issues. So yeah, we covered that in the episode. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I, I listened to it. I'm not, not implying I didn't listen to it. No, I guess. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So just um, you know, there was um a lot of issues. So they come go with Tom Hardy. So hey, Tom Hardy, great choice. It was fantastic. Yeah, really good. Also, he excelled at one thing that like people look at, especially the Road Warrior, is the Road Warrior and Fury Road similar. It's a borderline silent film. Yes. You really could tell the story with just, like, old-timey, like, you know, text cards saying, yeah, like, this is what happened. Here's He said this. And Tom Hardy gets that perfectly. Because, yes. like, he... And it's also what's written for him. But, like, he don't... You know, he speaks very little. And so it starts out with him all bearded up and long hair. And he's in his car. He's taking a piss. He's eating lizards. You know, two-headed lizards. Yep. You know? And then he gets chased down by the war boys and they capture him and they give him a tattoo with his blood type information. And I think, I, I, if I recall, if you look at the tattoo, it gives like slightly more information that's kind of like, like, spo- like, you know, like yes. Easter egg type information. I can't yeah. remember exactly what it is. It's the yeah, survivor of something, something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe like dates and things like sure. that. And like, you know, so it might even say he's a brown thumb because, you know, he, he fixed the car sure. and all that it stuff. Might, yeah. So yeah. And, um, so they're and they shave his head, they give him back kind of a normal haircut, and um they're you know, they're gonna use him as a blood bag to give blood to all these guys who are basically they're dying of various, you know, radiation related diseases. Yep. And he tries to escape, he doesn't quite he doesn't quite get there. Then I mean, because you know, I'm, this is the one people probably have most seen. So Furiosa is Charlie's throne, she and, and Morton Joe's bright again, and Morton Joe, remember, he's the toe cutter. And from the first one. Yeah, from the first from one. Man There's Man. all these ridiculous fan theories that like, oh no, he's supposed to be the toe cutter here too. It's like, no, that's no, stupid. That's because Mad Max hasn't aged. If anything, he's de-aged. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's stupid to try to say that. It's like, and they're like, oh, and, and Rictus is uh is actually like, you know, uh the um is it's supposed to be a prequel and Rictus was going to be um the great humongous. Like, no, because Rictus is stupid and yes. the large humongous is smart, so it doesn't make sense, you know? And anyway, so Morton Joe just basically rules over this, like, you know, this land. He has the water, so he controls everything. He has a harem of wives. Yep. And um, and also, like, you know, he just controls the water. He's got a couple of kids. You've got the, the one, the little person who's pretty, you know, very little. You've got Rictus, who's really big but really dumb. And, you you know, he basically he, and he has, like, he controls the water. And then there's, uh, there's um, Furiosa who was one of his best soldiers, but she decides she can't take it anymore and is going to take his, you know, is going to take his wives to freedom to the green place, the green you know, place, yep. which is where she is from. And she was taken from. And so she like, you know, she heads out and like kind of tricks him, you know, tricks everyone thinking she's just going, but in reality she has all the wives, you know, and the wives are, um, I can't remember. There's Splendid, which is um, Rosie ma- Huntington Wheatley, yep. which is Jason Statham's fiance, baby mama. Um, you've got uh, you've got the Dag, which the Dag means like the nerd, I guess, in Australian. Okay. And that's that um, uh, Jessica, and I, it's something, but she's she's the the blonde, the really pale one. Yep. Uh, you've got Zoe Kravitz. Yep. Uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter. You've got um, Elvis's granddaughter, which yes. is Riley Keough. Yep. And then you've got someone, the girl who was, she was like the female lead in that Gods of Egypt movie, which was so bad. Yeah, I got nothing. Amazingly bad. 
But anyway, um, which I think Bruce Spence was. Yeah, Bruce Spence was in that too. Because it was filmed in Australia. So yeah. he's in everything that's in Australia and well, New of Zealand. He is. So anyway, um, they head out. And then, like, when they realize that they've been stolen, like, Joe, like, kind of runs kind of funny. Because, I mean, he has, he's already an old man in real life. And he's just covered in gross stuff. And, and sores. Yeah, radiation poisoning. And he's like, no, no. And there's an old lady with tattoos all over him who tries to kill Joe, but he stops her. So then they, they go out in pursuit. And so um, Nicholas Holt, um, I think he's most famous for About a Boy. Right? That's what he's most famous for, right? Yeah, I would say yeah, so. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he hasn't really been in anything besides that in no, this. No, sorry, right? not, no. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, he's the Beast, and he was in Tolkien, which I, I was not a fan. I, I love J.R.R. Like, Tolkien, but it, this was a terrible representation of him, very historically inaccurate. But anyway, so... We'll just, save that for just, a different Yeah, episode. save that for another day. But um, anyway, they, Nick, they, this other guy, he, he's actually another Australian actor, fairly well-known. He's in the movie Animal Kingdom, yep. which they made the show here about. But, like, the movie there was, like, a yeah. big deal. He also and, plays... Um, uh, uh, if if I remember correctly, he's the young William Stryker. He is. He is the young William yes. Stryker. Yes. And so he's like, oh, I'm driving your car. You know, it's my car because he actually tries to. They have their own steering wheels. Like, yep. well, that's my wheel. And so he's like, no, I'm going. He's like, you you can barely stand. He's like, I'll take my blood bag with me. So they strap Mad Max onto the front of the car. Yep. And then they go out in pursuit. And basically, a sandstorm hits. You know, they're pursuing, they're pursuing, um, a sandstorm hits, and the car gets, you know, car crashes, Max some, or actually, at one point, Max also manages to get into the car, yes. right? And that's when we're introduced to, like, the spray that is basically, like, it was, it's, like, almost like, it's like, like... Chrome paint. Yeah, chrome paint, and, like, but also, I've heard it's supposed to be more, like, a hallucinogen and all yes. that stuff, and actually, in all, they use just, like, a cake decorator for it, and I yeah. bought... For some reason, I bought a jar of it, thinking, yeah, maybe just for Halloween costume, maybe, like, whatever, you know? Instead, you just snort it. Well, yeah, no, and also, sometimes before, like, you know, I, like, make important phone calls, I'm like, witness me! <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, so then, like, Mac, they crash, and Max manages to kind of, like, get, he, he walks away, but he's dragging... Uh, Nux is the name of Nicholas Holt's characters. He's dragging Nux with him. Right. You know? And he eventually also, because the sand has gotten in all the systems, the Furiosa's semi with all the ladies has been, is broken down. So Max comes up to them. He's like, you know, he is, you know, he, he gets up to them. He's like, he pulls out the shotguns like, hey, you know, like, you know, you know he, he wants water. And he wants to get out of yep. his chain, which is, you know, change to his face. And... Like, so basically, the, and Furiosa starts fighting him. And, like, you know, they fight. Furiosa legit tries to kill him at one point. And again, I think, yeah, because there was the, and he, like, knocks the gun away from her hand. Yep. And then, um, so, but then, like, you know, and then at this point, a certain point, Nux wakes up and he tries to help him take down Furiosa. And, um, the whole time, like, Nux's like, oh, this is my buddy. We're going to take, we're going to give a reward for this. And then, like, Max just, like, punches him in the chest, you yeah. know, and takes his jacket back. Yep. And eventually you know? cuts himself free. Cuts himself free. They... Yeah. And just tries to take the truck, but he can't get going because the only Furious is the only one who can get to start. Yep. And so he says, "Okay, just you can come." She's like, "No, we all have to come." So they all come, and uh, it's just a big chase. At that yeah, point. it's a big chase. And so they get into the valley, and they fight. The, the valley scene is one of the coolest scenes ever. Where there's just all the bad guys, you know, yeah. like and the, both the gang following them, and like the guy she was Furious was trying to trade oil. I don't necessarily have to go over the plot that much because no. you know, your, your listeners have already listened to it. 
So, um, then, go through the valley, everything, you know, uh, there's awesome explosions, awesome fights. Um, at the very end of the valley, Rosie Huntington Wheatley, splendid, gets killed. Well, that, she doesn't quite die. Well, first but, she gets, first they get to the, uh... Do they get the green place first? No. First, she gets no, killed first. She gets killed first. Well, she gets killed and she's dying and yeah. they're trying to get the baby out of her in one of the grosser scenes in the movie. Yep. Yeah. And... We went over all this in the episode. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so let's go... And I really... Well, rather than recap kind of the plot, it's kind of it's like interesting facts about the movie. Yeah. Um, You know, like, just like... I mean, I'll just... There's that one that scene where he walks away and then comes back. Yes. And like, yo, oh, you're bleeding. That's not his blood. Yeah. You know? That part was yeah. really cool. Yeah, exactly. So... Then, like, the kind of, you know, you all know, like, the biggest takeaway of this movie is I feel like they really capture Max perfectly. Like, again, I, yeah, not here. Like, some people, it, it kind of fell into, like, kind of like that, um, the, the, almost, the, the men's rights BS. Like, oh, the, she was, like, you know, Fury Arso is more of a hero than Max. It's like, yeah, that's exactly it. Max has never been the hero in his movies, no, you know? He, no, like, at no point was he written to be the hero. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, he's, like, he's a guy who just kind of, like, reacts, he's a survivor, and it really captures it perfectly. And actually, one thing with this movie that they kind of did, it was, it was actually something that came up with when they made The Towering Inferno with Steve McQueen and Paul Newman. Okay. They both insisted on top billing, right. right? So they, like, okay, well, they're both equally big stars. So what they did was they had the first billing was Paul Newman on the left, right. but on the right was Steve McQueen, and it was higher up than Paul Newman's. And uh, they did the exact same thing for this with Tom Hardy and Charlie's Throne. That makes sense. Yeah, and also the weird thing in this movie was it was the first time Max was billed as Max Rokitansky. Yes, you know, instead of just Max. Yes, exactly, yep. which is either it's either Polish or Ukrainian, you know. Sure. Because a lot of times Y is uh, Ukrainian, I don't know. So, you know, but yeah, so this was... fact. Yeah, ex exactly. So, excellent, you know, great movie, and they're talking about making more, and, you know... It, it was it was very you know it was like it was you know Oscar nominated yep. and all that stuff and should I give it machine guns yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well do you want to write each individual one okay yeah let's do each individual all right, one so start with Mad Max okay Mad Max so what's the scale is one to five one to five machine guns. one to five Mad Max I would give it a three okay because it's a solid it's a solid movie interesting it just it doesn't age super well sure. it um you know it's low budget like you know it's definitely it created a cool world but. World's not fully realized yet at all, right. you know. Um, so Thunderdome. Uh, no, oh, I'm sorry. Road uh, Warrior. Warrior. Road Warrior is a five. Road yeah. Warrior is an amazing movie. Like I remember one time reading like Patton Oswalt, I believe it was, who was talking about. It. He's like, yeah, it's like so good. It's like the quintessential action movie. Like again, like it could almost be a silent film. Yep. Which I think is almost how you could say it. what a great action movie is. It's the action. Yeah. So when the action tells the story, then you know, you're all set. Exactly. Thunderdome? So, Thunderdome, I think I'd have to go two and a half. Yeah, I mean, not so good. It's not great. There are elements of it that are good. Sure. But overall, it's just it's just a weird, weird movie. Yep. You know, it's just, it's not, I mean, th it's definitely fun. And, like, there's a lot of things that like, you use, like, reference. Like, when, when things are crazy, like, oh, it's Thunderdome yeah. here. You know? And, um, and so, yeah, but you still, it's like a two and a half. Sure. It's not, like, it's one you can watch and be like, okay, I don't need to watch this again. You All know? right, Fury Road. If you're a road, I'd go. I'd go five. Yeah, I, that's I love movie it. We went on the thing too. On yeah, episode. we all went fives. So. Yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. And yeah, that's just you know, it's it just really gets it perfectly. And like, I'm just remind I'm reminded of a quote when um on the Simpsons when Bart makes fun of Detroit, he, the Detroit Lions, and Max is like, "But don't make fun of Detroit. Those people's living in Mad Max times." <laughs> 
So how would you rate the series, the, 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 the series as a whole? I mean, I guess if you have to take, you know, if you have to do kind of an average, I'd say four. Four? So, like, if you're – I mean, the, th- the thing about the series, though, that is great, though, is you really could just watch The Road Warrior and Fury Road Absolutely. if you chose to. You know, you can watch any one of them without having seen any of the others. I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's kind of the joy of the series. Yep. So yeah. So well, that yeah. was it. That's 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 our, our our action replay of Mad Max. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Dave. Thank you for I, having me. I was I'm super happy you were able to do this. I'm really happy, and the thing I'm most happy is I'm able to breathe because I'm not in a house that's surrounded by animals that, through no fault of their own, are trying to kill me. There is that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, actually, cats, there's some fault with cats. They they would take me out if they thought they could get away with it. They probably would. Yeah. I have so. a cat that would probably do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They sleep on people's faces. I understand. Uh, but uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we'll probably, hopefully, have some more of these action replays uh, in the future, depending on, you know, time and place, if we can do them. Yeah. Um, but for now, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. <laughs>